Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome back to Mads World. I'm your host Mads and I hope you've been enjoying the show so far. If you have, it would mean so much to me if you can remember to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. In this episode, we're discussing long distance relationships and I'm joined by my gorgeous friend Lexi Holt. Lexi used to work in London at a media agency where we first met through a netball team I played in only twice and now has moved to Amsterdam to go client side at Adidas where she's been just over a year now. Aside from working in digital marketing, Lexi is also an F45 trainer over there, a dream come true as she lives and breathes the workouts. She enjoys lots of exercise, including boxing, where she was one week out of her first white-collar charity match in London in 2020 when COVID came along. Soon to participate in the London Marathon, Lexi loves getting in the mix for any sport imaginable. She's been in a long-distance relationship for just under two months, before which she was in isolation with her boyfriend. More to follow in our chat. Hope you enjoy. Lexi. Hello. <laughs> Matt's well. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. This is a dream come true. <laughs> oh, Lexi, you are one of the biggest fans of Matt's world and I am delighted to have you on as a guest in season four. So let's go straight into our speed date round so everyone listening at home can get a bit of a grasp on who Lexi is. So what was your most recent Google search? It's basically a brunch place in Amsterdam called the Avocado Show. <laughs> so basic. Ah, avocado brunch. So in Amsterdam, they do like a basic brunch, do they? They do, and they love it. I think they love brunch more than in London, which is I saying something. I wonder why. I mean, they don't really have, as, as much as I know, like a food culture. It's not big, like as, as opposed to like in Italy and Spain, where they just like are obsessed with good food. But here it's yeah. like kind of based on all other cultures. So I think brunch is kind of like it is in London, like it's just a big thing to get drunk. Maybe it's a munchies thing. Do people there smoke oh, as much weed so as, they, as you think it is? So I think most people are just high when you walk past them. And I just thought they were just kind of like avoiding eye contact. My friend pointed yep. out the other day, like, oh, look how he's so dazed. He's obviously high. And I'm like, oh, I'm so naive. I <laughs> just forget. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I feel like as a tourist, you get this impression that everyone just must smoke weed all the time. But like, maybe yeah. they're just, you know, it's a bit of a novelty when you first get there. But then it's just a bit like, meh, whatever. I actually don't know the rules if you have to smoke weed 
like legally in coffee shops. Like I think so, I remember someone telling me that ages ago, but I do not know. I mean, you should definitely be finding that out. <laughs> yeah, I think I should maybe do some research. <laughs> I've still not been to Amsterdam, even in my last four years in the UK. I've not been, even though it's something I would absolutely I love. And everyone is shocked when I say. Honestly, this. I was. I nearly fell off my chair when you told me. I'm like, you saying? And I was like, oh, well, I'll move there so you can come visit. <laughs> yes, I'll come and visit you very soon. Yeah. My most recent Google search was: Is ethical non-monogamy? possible because I've been watching that show on Netflix, Sex Slash Life, and it is just getting me thinking all about monogamy. Have you watched it yet? Oh, so I've seen it kind of like on my recommended, but no, I've not. So so explain it. What's it about? It's just about this woman. She's in a rut. She's been married for years and then she starts thinking about her ex-boyfriend from her 20s and like her partying days. And yeah, it's all about like her journey and stuff and like deciding whether marriage is worth it and like walking the line between chaos and order and that kind of thing. But Lexi, the people on this show are so bloody hot. You oh. absolutely love it. Oh, so just watch it for the people, basically. And the penises. There is this the famously penis. huge penis in one scene. It's, it's taken Twitter by storm. Oh, oh my God, I've just had a flashback. Was it on Gogglebox, which you may or may not yes. watch? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. oh my God, his penis is literally a third leg. It's honestly a third leg. And apparently it's not a body double. It's a real penis in a real actor. So, and he's Australian. So there you go. No way. Can you imagine his DMs? I mean, yeah, flooded. Oh my God. So (laughs) many aubergine emojis. Oh my God. That bit was literally on Gogglebox and I kind of zoned out. wasn't really understanding what the hell's going on. And then I literally paused it. I was like, bloody hell. Oh, yeah, I rewinded it about 10 times in a row. I was sitting there like, this is pathetic, but I'm single and alone and I don't care. (laughs) You can appreciate it. Honestly, you can. Right, our next question is, what is the best thing that's happened to you recently? So I was having a think about this and I feel like, because of the times, it was when I actually got my second COVID jab. And I know you've had yours for a while, haven't you? Yeah, the UK has done very well. It's done so well. The best thing that's happened to me recently is I went to the British Podcast Awards on Saturday, which was very exciting. So got to plug Mads World to a few big celebs. So told Jamie Lang all about the podcast, Jesse Ware, James Barr. I'm sure they're listening now as well. Come on the pod. You know they are. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that was definitely a massive highlight. And also finding Louis Capaldi on on Tinder. Honestly, when you put this in the group chart, I honestly was like, no. I think you sent like a screen video of it as well. Yeah. Properly showed. The whole whole profile. profile. (laughs) Yeah. His bio was fatter in real life. So. Absolute fucking legend. He, I think he's hot because he's just so funny. He's basically just saying like, look, I look skinny in photos, so actually just prepare yourself. For just the real prepare life. yourself. Honestly, he's hot because he's so bloody funny and because he's a great I musician, it. I think. He's Honestly, got a vibe to him. he's embracing the post-lockdown bod as well. Like, it's what we all need. <sighs> Normalise it. We love to see it. Speaking of fit bachelors, who would you have coupled up with on the most recent season of Love Island? So I think in terms of looks... Brad is obviously oh, the penis. He's yeah. gorgeous, but he mm-hmm. is just a bit of a plank of wood. Like he has <laughs> no personality. Although I think he's coming out of the shell a little bit. So 
I think I'd go for Jake, you know. For Jake, yeah. He's very fun and him and Liberty, you know, cute couple. Love to see it from them. I think I would couple up with, even though he was only there for 48 hours, it would have to be Chugs. So I love, I just love a posh fit rugby boy. Papa Chelsea. Is he from Chelsea? I know he was on Made in Chelsea, so I'm assuming. Was he? I think he's from Surrey. Ah, well, yeah, same shit. Very posh. (laughs) Yeah, I just love a posh boy, you know. I love a posh rugby boy. There's just something about them. I'm sure, though, we can get him on the pod. Oh, I've been trying. Trust me. I've messaged his bucket hat page to get him on the pod. Guys, if anyone out there listening knows Chugs, you let me know and we're going to get him on the podcast, okay? Maybe ask Jamie because you're such good mate. (laughs) smell. (laughs) Jamie Lang, yeah. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Right. Do you have a motto or a quote that you live by? I think it's not really, it's really embarrassing. It's not. something I've tried to leave in the past, but my Snapchat name, again, this is when I had Snapchat, well, I still kind of use it every now and then for jokes, but my name is Lexi Yolo on it. (laughs) So yeah. So for those that maybe don't know, (laughs) I don't blame you for not knowing, but Yolo means, yeah. You only live once. Love that. So it's a little bit cringy and it's something I can't really escape because it's there to mm-hmm. haunt me forever. Love um, that. But I kind of love it. But also I was thinking of another one and I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Cinderella Story. I have, with, yes. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay, so I was really young when I watched it, but I still love the quote. So you know when um, Samantha, the, the mum, you know when she storms into the diner and she's like, mm-hmm. Sam! And then the guitar falls off the wallpaper and it like dramatically rips off the wall. It and rips then the wall. Looks. Yeah. And it says, never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. <gasps> oh, and for a sporty girl like you, Lexi, that is exactly what you need to know. <laughs> Resonates so much. I mean, oh. I've just... One step away from getting it tattooed on my forehead, I think. <laughs> I do love that. And I love that Hilary Duff is one of the only child stars to not absolutely lose their shit, you know. That's she's so just true. so wholesome. She's she so really wholesome. She really is. I have no idea what she's up to these days. I think she's married to one of the one of the good Charlotte boys and they've got a kid and stuff. Oh, oh, interesting. Right, our last question is, what is the best thing about being in a relationship? Yeah, so I think the best thing is kind of like the support system you have with that person. Yes. So I think obviously through friends and family you have that, but Mm -hmm. I think in a relationship it's more like you're all, not always, but most of the time you're on the same page, you understand Mm -hmm. each other and you kind of just be comfortable with them. Whereas Mm -hmm. I think maybe like sometimes in friendships and stuff, like I think there's other factors involved, maybe like, so like you, you're upset over something that they don't necessarily understand but in my experience at least like with my boyfriend we get each other so so much and it's like having a best friend sometimes I love when yeah. it's like having a best friend it's so oh, nice that's the thing I think it makes it so easy having that relationship mm-hmm. and you can just be yourself so speaking of relationships I have invited you on the podcast because you are in a healthy long distance relationship which I find very impressive I had a failed long distance relationship this year I've had a lot of people reaching out to me with all their questions about long distance relationships so I thought for story time, you could give us just a brief overview of your relationship and how it works. And then let's go into our left on red question round, which is where we have some questions from listeners all about long distance relationships. So Lexi, tell me all about your wonderful boyfriend. Oh gosh, he's going to get such a big head when he listens to this. Oh, 
God, I'm going to have to just say, look, <laughs> one time thing. Um, so basically, um, so me and my boyfriend, Johnny, we met when we were, okay, so he's a year above me. So I was 17, he was 18. Um, and we were in school together. So we were, I think I was in year 11, he was in year 12. So he was mm-hmm. kind of like in sixth form. And then we kind of met through, I mean, you know what it's like at that age, you kind of go to these house parties and everyone's a bit like awkward until you're very, very yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it literally was like that. So we would chat, and then we would also be on the same bus to school because we we sat we oh. lived so close to each other. Bless. But so then cute. when we were sober, we never really spoke. Yeah. So <laughs> it was literally like that for so long. And anyway, so we kept kind of meeting at parties, and then I think I told one of my friends like, "Oh, I think he's like really fit." Like, yeah. <laughs> classic and then your friend tells him and then oh, anyway then work. we started chatting like he passed his driving test which was all very exciting Huge. and he was like oh do you want lift school and not get the bus and I was like <gasps> uh, yeah <laughs> amazing oh my god way to make me look so cool so it kind of started from there and then mm-hmm. I, I don't think like I honestly knew in my heart of heart this was a chirps by him I still kind of joke that I made, <laughs> made the move he was like what would you think I did like by offering you lifts? I was like, I don't really know. I didn't think deep at the <laughs> that time. That was the flirting. The lift was the flirting. <laughs> I was just like, la la la, like this is a great way to get to school. Yeah. Um, felt so cool arriving in, I think he had a C1, so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look out. I know, skirt, skirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> skirt. And then um, just kind of took a while. We then mm-hmm. kind of became a little bit more serious we, we went on dates like for the first Ooh. time I think ever in my life yeah so he was the above and he was applying for unis and I was doing A-levels and stuff like that so we were a bit like maybe it's not the right time to get in a relationship like at the end of the day no one really knows I think at that age as well like you overthink so much because you're thinking mm-hmm. like uni drinking shagging trap like anything like the world is literally yeah. open and it's probably mm-hmm. not the best decision maybe to get into a relationship at that okay. point yeah yeah we were just like look we do like each other so mm-hmm. I was like okay let's just yeah I mean let's just roll with it and we actually did have super good summer like we did loads of stuff together yeah and we got really really close and then he went to uni down south in Reading and oh, then obviously oh. I stayed up north because I had to do my A-levels so we kind of did long distance pretty much straight away really yeah so it was late we were only together for about like four or five months before mm-hmm. we did long distance do you think that doing long distance before has made an easier process down the line now that you're doing it again yeah I mean I think because doing it at a young age you kind of still this is my experience anyway I still could kind of seize opportunities and make decisions on my own because mm-hmm. I think, for example, some people I know stayed in relationships and they would make kind of sacrifices to stay with that other person who mm-hmm. would lead maybe like the geographical location of them both. So let's say one yep. of them wants to stay in Manchester, then they would both stay in Manchester or, you know, in London, whatever. But yeah. because he he was doing a course that was only offered um, in Reading, mm-hmm. um, he sort of had to go there. So... I mean, it was just kind of something that we dealt with. I think also because I was in the year below, like sort of school, it was so exciting for me to go and visit uni. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you would have been a high school student going to exactly. visit uni. So I would go down and be like, ooh, 
like this is so fun like freshers what the hell is this but people like go back and like report it to my friends like oh my guys (laughs) the gossip at school (laughs) (laughs) exactly I got so drunk at uni like oh (laughs) so I think it yeah I mean it worked okay like obviously it wasn't completely plain sailing like when mm-hmm. he was going out for freshers and sometimes he wouldn't wake up sometimes till like 4pm the next day. And obviously oh, I would no. have just finished school. Like, where the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. Is this what led to the to the downfall? So, yeah. So then I went to uni in Leeds. So again, okay. like kind of more north. And yeah. we were still doing long distance. And yeah, we would kind of keep it maybe like every four to six weeks, we would make a trip um either to his and like or he'd come to me or we'd meet at home and then Mm -hmm. yeah spend some time together there and so we did that for about three and a half years Mm -hmm. and it was great like I I always say he was like my best friend it went so well and it was so easy yeah and that's what you want I think if it's long distance you want the main thing is you want it to be easy above all else because if you've got that distance between you and you've got that sort of thing that's keeping you apart you can't be having these petty dramas and stuff that you'd have with a normal boyfriend because it just doesn't work out does it you do not need any more drama like I'm a bit I wouldn't say I'm a drama queen like Mm -hmm. but if something I don't know happens that's outside of my control I do get a bit a bit emotionally invested I'm like oh god and it just distracted me from day-to-day things. Yeah, so, for sure. So, like, at uni, for example, like, if we had a fight, I'd be, like, so unwilling to concentrate or go to a lecture because I'd be like, oh, I need to sort this out. I think you need to be one of those secure attachment kind of people that's, yeah. like, really secure in the relationship because I think... One of the main reasons mine didn't work out is because my anxiety got the better of me and I was just questioning things all the time. Mm. I was always anxious. I was always concerned about what was going on. And I think if you have anything that's going to drive a wedge between you like that, it's just never going to work, is it? So true. And I think because mm. you guys obviously live together, you was mm. you were kind of went from from being a 100 to zero. like Exactly, yeah. We lived so maybe... together for all of lockdown. We yeah. got to know each other that way. And then it just went from that to long distance, which I'd never done before. So I think, yeah, yeah it was just super, super hard. So yeah. Especially when you don't have like a trial because it's not like mm-hmm. you were together for so long as in so, mm. such close proximity mm-hmm. for a long time to then going to... The other end of the, the spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. So you and your boyfriend had a break between this uni relationship and now is that correct that's correct so then in yeah so then in my third year he had finished uni and he'd got a grad job in Manchester mm-hmm. which was like great he was really happy with it it's what he wanted to do and he was pretty set in staying in Manchester mm-hmm. so it was about yeah like November of my third year and I oh gosh I was just <laughs> in, in a, a massive awfully state so mm-hmm. I mean I lived in like a big uni house um mm-hmm. so it was like super fun but it kind of meant obviously that you're never really alone with your own thoughts and I just kept pushing off reality I kept being like everything's fine but not really knowing what I wanted to do next or if I was doing the right like I think he expected me to just go to Manchester and kind of get a job there and then yeah. we'd finally end the long distance but like I I knew I wanted to travel mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to move to London or at least have a stint there because I did like an internship the previous year there and I loved it like Mads and I um, worked in a media agency together mm. and that's what I did in the internship and in London it's just so much fun it's so hard when you're young because the thought of long distance and sort of anything holding you back is just it's quite 
it makes me feel a bit claustrophobic. So that's one yeah. of the reasons I left Australia and left my boyfriend of four years behind there, mm-hmm. just because I always envisioned myself living in like a bigger city and exploring who I was, like meeting new people, getting a new job, focusing on my career, all that sort of thing. And when you're young, a relationship just feels as though that it's going to hold you back in that sense. And yeah. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I think, yeah, going and getting some independence and living in another city was like one of the best things I ever did. So Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. And I think I think I had all these thoughts because mm. we've been together for so long. And I think as well when you're like that age, like 18 to 21, mm-hmm. you do – I mean, when I look back at myself, I completely don't recognise – well, not yeah. – I mean, that's a bit far-fetched, but just in terms of like how I dealt with things, my emotions mm-hmm. and stuff, like it's so – different to how I do now yeah you change so much in your 20s it's such transformative years I mean looking back on how I was even last year like a year ago I wasn't even you know I didn't even think sobriety was a feasible option or something I would ever even attempt and now I'm looking back like and just um, everything I've achieved in the last 12 months I'm like oh my god (laughs) honestly I'm so so proud of you Matt I literally always tell people I always say I mean I hope you don't mind I always say so my crazy Aussie friend that's how I start (laughs) the intro (laughs) I love it because I am crazy and the other day I was at the pub with a mate and she was like oh my god I you don't need to drink why are you like this <laughs> honestly you have the most amazing energy like I honestly I, I don't know Alex. how you do it and honestly oh. like it's incredible I always say like oh so my friend my crazy Aussie friend she took a huge <laughs> u-turn in lockdown because it's true like in lockdown I think I think there was like some crazy statistics where people's alcohol consumption, like people just didn't know what to do essentially. Honestly, yeah. But you went the opposite way. Like you decided to take control and I just- I mean, the thing is I went went that way up until a certain point, but it got so bad that I was drinking so much. So I had to kind of go down before I could go up or like, you know, walk before I could run type thing. I don't know how to put it. Yeah, but I mean, it's incredible that you've literally gone now like cold turkey. I mean, I have had a couple of relapses. I want to be open with the with the listeners. I've had a couple of relapses in the last few weeks, but I am doing an episode on it very soon and I am fully committed to being back on the wagon, so no need to fret. Yeah. Well, I think it's, <laughs> what do they say? Like it's not... Oh, sobriety's not linear or healing's not linear. Yeah. I read a really nice quote the other day as well that was talking about how anything like um, whether it's sobriety or whether it's healing from a breakup or, um, you know, moving on from grief or whatever or losing your job, it's like a wave. So the tide comes in and it comes in quite far and then it goes out a little bit and then it comes in again and it comes in even further and then it goes out and then it comes all the way in. So it's like sometimes your tide might be going in and then it gets sucked back out and you feel a bit anxious and then it goes all the way in again. So I think yeah. it's just like a rolling tide, you know, it's and you have so to ride true. the wave. Ride the wave. Ride. <laughs> a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. That wave. Ride that wave. Anyway, we digress. Let's continue with your lovely story. (laughs) My God, I knew this was going to happen on this We do chat, don't we, so much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah. So in third year, yeah, like I said, um, I suffered to kind of think about the long term and what I wanted. And Mm -hmm. I think also I'm kind of, and I still am, that kind of people-pleasing person. And I'm, I'm working on it, but it's more like, and I, and I do, like, obviously I love him and I did then as well. And yeah. I was always trying to like consider his feelings. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you do need to put yourself first. As and a young person, not, definitely. Yeah, yeah, like at that mm. age, like you can't, you can't kind of give in to mm-hmm. what someone might want of you because at the end of the day, you're only going to re- regret, bleh, regret that and maybe yeah. resent them, which, yeah. which we did. So eventually we had a couple of conversations, but um, it was mostly on the phone which wasn't nice and then we would then meet up and mm. I kind of told him all my thoughts I, I struggled at that time also to be kind of honest because I yeah. think and also understanding what you're thinking or coming mm-hmm. to terms with it at that age I think it yeah. wasn't, wasn't like a natural and even to be able to comprehend how you're feeling at that yeah. age because I feel like for a long time, I until I started this podcast, which has helped me so much, I haven't mm. been able to articulate how I'm feeling. I just, yeah. I know how I feel, but you feel like if you say it out loud, it makes it real. Or yeah. if you say it out loud, people might be like, yeah. what the hell is wrong with you? But I mean, the yeah. thing I'm learning about doing this podcast is, and everyone coming on with all their different stories is mm. like the power of authenticity and just like yeah. people opening their mouths and sharing these weird stories and, and just the amount of people that come to me and say, oh, I I feel the exact same way. I can't believe that yeah. other people feel like this. And I think it's such a powerful thing once you realise you can share these stories and, yeah, yeah everyone can yeah. connect over them. Yeah, you, you makes you realise people are in the same position all the time, but, yeah, yeah, like you might not ever articulate it with someone, but they might mm-hmm. be thinking it and you might not have the opportunity to to voice it. So you had to have those those difficult conversations yeah. with him so back then. we had then. those yeah. conversations. And we it was difficult as well because it's kind of like we we built up this whole three and a half years and we were looking forward to the future. But I just knew in my heart of heart, like if I didn't do mm-hmm. the traveling I wanted to do and I, if I didn't move to London yep. and get the job I wanted to do and have that experience, then I would regret it. And Yeah, and you don't want to resent the person either for holding you back. And I think that's part of the reason why, why my ex broke up with me once he was in Leeds. I think it's just not wanting to feel, because you love the person yeah. and you don't want to feel any sort of, 
hatred or you know long-term resentment against Mm. them if they sort of if you felt like they were holding you back in a certain way even if it wasn't completely true and there's obviously always more to the story but yeah I think that's completely understandable and and that's why I left Australia so you know you can appreciate all of those things definitely and I think if he was feeling like that then I would of course be like I do not want to get in your Mm -hmm. way of you doing certain things that you want to do so I think it's like a kind of comes down to like respect as well Mm. um so yeah we had that conversation and oh it was really hard like it was so tough and yeah you kind of feel like you've lost half of you but you know Mm -hmm. in the future it's the good it's the best thing for you both um but yeah it was super hard and it was hard for like oh I would say like half a year and then yeah when I went traveling I kind of, I think maybe, I mean, it's not like you leaving Australia, but it's kind of similar in the sense yeah. like I just, I literally booked, it was a one-way flight at the time. Yeah. And then I just kind of was like, oh, make it up. But I went to Peru and then I did like uh, the classic, it wasn't a gap year, it was a gap, gap month, gap three months. <laughs> and um, I did like some volunteering and I just met, like I put myself in, and I just put myself into this whole new environment. And I think that made me so much braver and like more courageous and I and I kind of yep. was forced to put myself out of my comfort zone and not think about mm-hmm. what I was going through and just kind of look at the present situation and focus on enjoying myself at that moment and I think that was probably the best thing I did and just worked yeah. on being independent yeah and you kind of get it all out of your system as well because I yes. think you you sort of feel this itch or a sense of claustrophobia when you're in yeah. your hometown and you want to get out there and see the world and you feel a bit trapped and all these things I think everyone can sort of relate to those feelings and yeah, once you do it you're sort of like okay like this is definitely the right choice I don't think anyone ever regrets going traveling no. or you know finding their own independence exactly like it might scare you like at the end mm. of the day it's stepping out of your comfort zone and from from what you know mm. like you, you might get a bit fearful but I mm. think it honestly shapes you as a person and like you learn so much about yourself and you have yeah. like, experiences and and I do think it was really good and coming back to the relationship we then I mean we were we were always friends like we never really we never fell out it was nothing um that he or I did it was just simply like we had other things to fulfill before we properly settle down. For sure. And I guess that makes it easier as well when you sort of know that there is a future because one of the hardest parts about breaking up is sort of thinking, oh, my God, I'm never going to see this person again. They're not going to be in my life, et cetera, et cetera. And I think, yeah, I think that's that's definitely helps with the process if you know that there's a place for them in your life, but it's just the wrong time. It's just the wrong time, exactly. And I think we were still... We were still friends, like we still had mm-hmm. mutual friends as well. Like yeah. there was no animosity there. It wasn't I mean, we, we did give each other space and, and kind of left it as that, but we still would be there for one another. Like we still I think we still chatted every now and then. We had random phone calls just to catch up. But then yeah. I um I then moved to London not long after I got back. Mm-hmm. And he obviously was in Manchester. And then whenever he would come to visit London, we would meet up. And I remember kind of at, uh, at our media agency, um, I think you you knew some of my yeah. teammates. And I remember saying to some of them like, oh, I'm just going to dinner with my ex tonight. And they were like double took and they were like, what? What? <laughs> You're doing what? <laughs> and I was like, oh no, it's not like that. Like we're still friends. And they just couldn't, they just could not understand. Yeah, for some people it's hard to comprehend. It's, I think because, yeah, yeah I think if it's an like an amicable breakup, it's so much easier but in that sense it can be harder as well because it means that you might not you might not 
you know, get over those feelings and stuff that you have for them if unless you completely cut them off. Because I think at the moment I couldn't be friends with my ex. I would find it way too challenging. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do agree. Like obviously some some people and some relationships just you can't really salvage anything after. No, and completely understand that. Yeah, so it was like literally three years. And then lo and behold, lockdown came. <laughs> yeah. And I left London um, pretty much straight away. Like I left in mm-hmm. March 2020. Yeah. And oh, like obviously everything was just going a bit tits up then. <laughs> as as it was oh, back in the day. And oh my God, yeah, yeah, so I came back home, which um is Cheshire, good old Cheshire, mm-hmm. which is like south of Manchester. Stunning. Um stunning, yes. And you still need to visit, by the way. I still need to visit, but not while you're in Amsterdam. I know. We're gonna have to time <laughs> it a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went home and so he lives um, not too far away, like he has his own flat. Mm-hmm. So we were meeting up for walks, as you do. As you do. And if you're stuck in lockdown as well, I feel like everyone, lockdown made everyone text their ex. I'm sorry, Honestly, but it is true. I texted so my true. ex, we're on the phone. It was a whole, a whole big thing. It was just not fine. Oh my God, <laughs> you never told me this. No, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> this is about you, Lexi, okay? Damn it. <laughs> oh, Christ. So you're seeing um, your ex in lockdown because you yeah, live close so by. We, we literally met up and I think we probably met up like maybe a handful of times. And we, I think it was just like, as I said before, like it's so easy company. Like mm-hmm. I literally see him as a friend. And I remember even when I was taking this job that I have now, like I rang him straight straight away as I got the offer. Like, yeah. oh gosh, what do you think I should do? Should I get, should I go to Amsterdam? Like leave the country, blah, blah, blah. And he... He honestly was like, look, I know how much this means to you. I know how, how much you've wanted it, how hard you've worked. He was like the person who kind of could see kind of black and white. Like, look, yes, like, obviously you wouldn't turn this down. No. Nah. So, yeah, that was just kind of like the friendship we had. And then, I mean, this is classic as well. Like you said, classic to text your ex, but also classic for, I think he invited me around. And then mm-hmm. one and thing then led, push to led to shove. Yeah. <laughs> Speeding leads to forking and, and all that shebang. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it was literally that for a good while. Um, I was kind of traveling to Amsterdam, but I didn't I didn't move here for a while. And so we, it meant that we could see each other and spend more time with each other because I still hadn't moved to Amsterdam whilst like COVID was still a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it meant that we were literally doing like this whole kind of seeing each other thing for about six months but it never really it never really stuck to us to think about it too much we just were enjoying it yeah. and I think we, we always knew I was going to move but we never really breached that conversation yeah the conversation is the hardest part yeah but I remember when my my ex and I were together we sort of um I don't know, we avoided the conversation and then we had to have yeah. that hard conversation. I know Leeds isn't that far away from, from London, but yeah. it is still long distance when you go from living no, together to, to living, you know, so like far, cities yeah. apart. So, yeah. yeah, the conversation is so hard and it's a bit awkward because you don't really know, like, yeah. how serious this is, like, if they see it long term. Just... And you don't want to bring it up, like, so what do you think? Like, it's just and, – and I think we always – just kind of agreed it would never be anything mm-hmm. and like we were just like man like it's just a bit fun and yeah the feelings were caught <laughs> <laughs> the Inevitably. feelings were caught the feelings were definitely caught no flights were so the feelings yep. have to be and <laughs> oh so annoying and I remember like I think it was like maybe a week before I was officially moving like into my new flat in Amsterdam mm. 
and I was like oh gosh so like I'm going and yeah. it was literally that I was just like okay I'm and I got into the the mindset where I was like all right I'm gonna get on that plane I'm gonna leave this behind I'm gonna start a new chapter blah 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 yeah. I think like strong independent woman this, I don't need a man <laughs> classic. classic and it was literally the case where I got here and he will hate me saying this but this is true he'll deny yeah. it yeah <laughs> he hates me making out like he's a soppy monster so oh. Um, I think it was within like two days and yeah I was just kind of like settling in and then he was like look I don't think we should drop this like I think <gasps> what we've had is like, <laughs> like honestly it's so so good and like I know you're obviously in Amsterdam and I'm here but and, and do you know what we did it was so funny when we think back on it we arranged to have like a really adult conversation <gasps> Ooh. It was really adult-like. We honestly, we proposed at like a business meeting. We were like, right, Friday, Friday, <laughs> six o'clock, like FaceTime, meet you there, blah, blah, blah. Oh my and, God. Oh my God. We, we basically discussed our like five and 10 year plan. Mm-hmm. And we would say like, look, what do we want? Our, like, because obviously we've done it before and it didn't, it didn't necessarily You've been work. through this before. So it's sort of like, yeah, you're seasoned veterans at we this also, Yeah, we honestly are. Oh, that's so true. We're, we're yeah. pros at this, but, but they're not really because we had a hiatus. But yeah, I mean, we should be good at this now. Like we, we know it works, what it doesn't. But we mm-hmm. thought like if we're going to try this again, I think we need to give it a better go. And I think the last time we did it, we didn't really have a choice. We kind of just went with it. But yeah. I think now it was kind of good because we could just assess it without yeah. having any expectations or mm-hmm. or anything like that. And we we literally just, yeah, we would, like, I made a list of things, like, he made a list of things. And we were just talking, like, look, do you eventually, like, would you, because also, I forgot to mention before, but we we were isolated together in lockdowns. So we spent, like, five yeah. months together. Yeah. Um, and that was before I, I then moved back to Amsterdam. So it was pretty serious. And I think, yeah. you know what, I actually think the business meeting, this is a huge learning yeah. from this call. I think if if anyone is looking to do long distance, I think sitting down, making lists, like yeah. making a plan, but this was one of the questions that someone asked is, do you oh. need to look forward to the future to, mm. in order to make it work? And to be honest, I think I think you do. Like I think yeah. you need to see a light at the end of the tunnel because realistically a long distance relationship you don't want that for your entire life you know you have to sort of see an endpoint where you can where you can coexist together and like you want to be around the person you love you know that's just that's just a fact at the end of the day so Mm -hmm. I think that's the most sensible thing ever having this adult conversation I I love this honestly like we we talk about it now and we're like oh my gosh that was so mature (laughs) (laughs) honestly the most mature thing like uh, like, it's definitely him leading Mm -hmm. that conversation and I was just blindingly following like oh okay good idea but yeah like you said I think it was really good because it's it's kind of preventing us from kind of discovering anything down the line and just being like okay well that was a catastrophic waste of time but we're kind of looking at it like pragmatically and being like look do you do you want this like in five years what what do you want to be doing yeah do, do you see me in that time frame blah 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 blah. god I wish you could have this conversation on a first date but it would <laughs> oh be so god. intense but imagine <gasps> how so... much you'd save so much time honestly you would that is oh. so that's such a good idea imagine if you literally just turn up to a first date like look <laughs> with a quiz <laughs> yeah <laughs> So do you want kids? How yeah. many? Like, <laughs> I think I've seen people on first dates actually do that. And then, yeah, they definitely run a mile. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit psycho behaviour. It is a little bit. <laughs> so just getting to the end of the story, post-mature discussion, what was the decision and what is your current status at the moment? Yeah, so that was literally when I moved 
like into my flat in Amsterdam. So that was about October. And I said, well, okay. I mean, everything was also closed here at that time. So Mm. we could just, I mean, it's not like I was going out. It's not like, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, we could just concentrate on speaking to one another. Like it wasn't really like life was still going on. Um, so we, we, we chatted a lot and we, we discussed it. Like we didn't, I don't think we put a label on it straight away, but we were also considering like, it's a huge thing telling your family and friends as well, because Mm -hmm. like, obviously none of us want this heartache again that we had the first time. And I Mm -hmm. think going back to your ex as well, like that has a lot of stigma and has a lot of things attached to it. it, Of course. Like, yeah. And not all of my friends even knew that we were seeing each other. So, (laughs) and the same with his friends, like he kept it really quiet. Yeah. Um, And I think also that was quite nice because it didn't mean any, anyone was interfering too early. Um, But yeah, like I remember when we decided, he decided to tell his family because obviously he was with them and I was here. So I kind of held off from telling mine too soon. But I remember he was like, yeah, I saw my mum and dad and I told them and they were really happy. Like, And that that was really nice as well because I think a bigger thing about going, well, one, back to your ex and obviously doing long distance as well is knowing that your family and friends support it. Yeah, absolutely. I think when yeah. you go back to your ex, as you said, there is a huge stigma with it. But yes. I think it comes from a place of concern from your friends because yeah. they've seen you on the bathroom floor crying. They've heard all the bad things that you've said about them. They've said bad things about them. It's sort of like... Yeah. Especially when you tell your mum and your mum's like, oh, I never liked him anyway. Oh, my that God, kind so of thing. true. <laughs> and, then, and then you get back with someone and they're sort of like, is this a good idea? Like, yeah. are you sure you're doing the right thing? And it it's comes from a place option. of concern, but mm-hmm. it is bloody anxiety-inducing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, it's so true. And it's so hard to change someone's opinion of you if, if mm. like, for example, you've hurt the person that they're closest with, which I completely yeah. understand. Like, I think that was one of the major things that we were scared of is just that I was yeah. like god if you, if, what about your parents like yeah I love them but obviously when you when you upset like your son or whatever like it's hard to be it's hard back to the fold but no he was like he was like so happy about it because he's got two older sisters and we mm-hmm. really get along together and they were super happy and they obviously the first things they say were like oh my god but she's just me from Amsterdam like yeah and that's basically it I guess we're, oh. we're in a really good place at the moment um, oh, Lexi I'm so yeah. happy for you honestly I think and I do think if anyone out there listening is hoping to do long distance I really do think that that story is going to help because it mm-hmm. just it gives so much context and up next is our left on red question round which is actually named so because being left on red makes you question everything about your life your universe yourself and I think one of the a great question to start with on such a positive story is what is the best thing about long distance? I think just knowing that you have someone to talk to at the end of the day, like just need someone to talk to. I can literally phone him, FaceTime him Mm -hmm. and he'll make me laugh, like forget about if I'm stressed. And it's almost just having that person not in that tense environment in your head or even in your company at that time, like you can literally just forget it and just kind of, kind of I, I use him as literally like a therapy <laughs> yeah for sure I think yeah. um for me when I was in my well short-lived long-distance relationship this year <laughs> I think having more time to yourself even mm-hmm. though you still have that support network is is huge mm-hmm. and I think having more time to like read the books you want to read and catch yeah. up with your friends and like build those support networks as well um even if you know down the line you were to end up physically being with that person rather than doing long distance I think it's so important because Mm. it also helps with when you do go through something like a breakup you sort of built up those support networks and the strength to be on your own and um, I think as well another thing is 
getting to sort of live in two places. I mean, I used to love yeah. going up to Leeds. It's just like something to do. I love the train. Like, so I mean, true. you can come back to Manchester, have a flat. He can visit Amsterdam. It's such a touch. So true, actually. Yeah, I didn't think of that one. That's such a good one because I know he's not been able to visit for obvious reasons, I think. Mm-hmm. I think when he's fully vaccinated, he can. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully soon. But I'm already, like, making a list of what we can do, like, things we can mm-hmm. see. And, yeah, I'm just excited to, like, show him what I've been doing, like, here and people I've mm-hmm. met. So I think that's a huge one. Yeah, you're definitely right. Yeah, add those positives to your arsenal now. You've got those. Yeah, I've got to look forward now. to. Hopefully more than, like, the worst things. But Yeah, it, I was but... – this is my next question. What do you think the worst thing is about long distance? And I think some of these are quite obvious, but what yeah, would you say? I, I guess it's just, like, the physical proximity that you get. Like, yeah obviously hugs like I think I'm quite I wouldn't say like I am like a a hugger but I'm not necessarily tactile like I'm not necessarily like hold my hand in public I'm not I'm not that that person a huge PDA kind of girl no yeah I'm not that person so that I don't necessarily miss but just even like coming back or like coming in from work and just being like oh hug me (laughs) or like just being yeah just being like cute and cozy together like I miss that but I think I think it just makes you appreciate it a little bit more. So kind Definitely. of like a positive from a negative. I think at, like the next time I see him is hopefully going to be in Mallorca. Um, Amazing. The the yeah, because it's it's like a green country for us both. Um, so we're going to meet there and like with all my fam as well. Oh, poor him. Absence makes the heart grow fonder when, yeah, especially physically. Exactly. Literally, I'd get to Leeds and we would rip each other's clothes off. Yeah. Like you just like absolutely <laughs> so love it. So true. yeah, because you're literally just like, oh my gosh, I am so happy to see you. And I think yeah, maybe that people maybe take advantage of the close proximity they have with someone so I think if you have a little bit of absence from them you're literally like oh I love you so much (laughs) absolutely so the next question is how do you manage a breakup when doing long distance so I know you sort of touched on this before but I guess is is there any tips I mean all I can think of in this is try your best to Mm. see the person in real life and get proper closure I mean it's so difficult especially with Amsterdam and um England but I mean if you're just in other cities in the UK I would just say try your very best like mine ended in person it was so much healthier you could actually have a proper hug you could say everything you need to say and then you sort of that's goodbye and it's so it's devastating and it's super hard but I would say yeah and if at the very least it has to be a phone call like (laughs) yeah I just think there's just no easy way like Mm. I think yeah texting is just cold like I know people sort of do I just don't think there's any kind of situation where that's right I think I think especially like in a long distance relationship, you're so right. I think it's hard mm. when you're not happy within it and it's hard to yeah. kind of wait until, because the worst thing as well, like if you have a time and a date where you're next seeing this person and you know in your mm-hmm. head that that's not going to be a happy time because you're going to Yeah, or it's going to be the thinking. last time that you it's see It's going to be the last time. And then maybe mm. let's say like they've, they're going out of their way to make this trip work. Like you're meeting mm-hmm. somewhere like mutual. And it that's an awful, awful way to to end things but I think like you said like they deserve closure Mm -hmm. and I think texting is an easy way out I think a phone call yeah I mean 
it's kind of not great, but it's it's not the worst. In so long I, distance, it can be sometimes the yeah, only choice. But I mean, at least in this day and age, make it at least a video call. <laughs> at least give them a little FaceTime, <laughs> just a little Microsoft Teams, <laughs> yeah, with loads of emojis. To oh make, my to god! The <laughs> um, our next question is: How do you think people know if long distance is right for them, and when do you think it's the wrong decision? So I would say for this one, in terms of it being the wrong decision. It's when you, your futures do not align and your plans yeah. do not align because what's the point? You know, it's yeah. if it's not going to lead anywhere concrete. To me, I'm like, it's a waste of time and it's going to end in heartbreak. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of, yeah, I mean, the, the fact that we spoke about like what we did and didn't want mm-hmm. in the next few years, like the adult chat, we the loved adult it. chat. Yes, guys, <laughs> you heard it here first, we coined it here first. Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, like, at the end of the day, if you don't want the same things or you're getting your wires crossed and you don't necessarily align, like you, I feel like you will find that out later in time and you mm-hmm. might just be like, okay, well, that was just a waste of time and mm-hmm. something you might have been able to avoid earlier on. Mm-hmm. But I would say also that I think when I look back, at, like, I think I've touched on it before, but I think when you're older, you do have like a bit more maturity when you come to a relationship. So for example, like, I think you said before, like you do need to have like a bit of um, kind of, uh, what did you, you said it before, like. Oh, you have to have an, a secure attachment type. Yeah. yeah. Like I think like if I look back at how we were together in uni, like maybe I would get upset if he didn't message me when he was going out or like yeah. if he was out with like those people, which I didn't know or hadn't met before, mm-hmm. then I would get kind of in my own head, like what's he doing? What's he saying? Who's he with? Yes. But, but now I think, I think I just have one more maturity and two maybe maybe a bit more trust like not that I didn't trust him but I think when you're in uni and you're with loads of random new people like yeah it's gonna it's hard yeah because you don't necessarily trust them but you might trust your boyfriend or or girlfriend whatever and sometimes you might not even like trust yourself in those situations in uni because there's alcohol involved and people make mistakes and everyone's young everyone's figuring their lives out I think the key to everything is for long distance especially is to have that solid friendship foundation first which is why yours was very successful I think because if you have that basic level of respect and friendship Mm-hmm. I think it's so much less likely that people are going to cheat just because mm-hmm. you already have that understanding and yeah, just human respect for the person. Whereas yeah. I've had boyfriends in the past where we weren't friends first and it's always ended terribly with cheating or whatever it might be. So yeah, I think the the trust and the maturity is definitely the two keys here. And the adult conversation, that is the oh, biggest learning honestly. I've had from this podcast. <laughs> I love that. I love how I'm spreading the the wise, wise lessons. I love it so much. I hope they come in use. I've got two more questions. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's all worth it? Yeah, I mean, I hope it will be worth it. (laughs) I guess we'll see. But but no, I think like in my heart of heart, I think we are really good together. Um, Mm -hmm. At least like I think so. He might say something Mm -hmm. different. Um, But I think what we build is again, like really secure and like I think he makes me like the better version of myself which I think at the end of the day is why sometimes you are with that person definitely and you like who you are around them yeah Yeah. and like be a little cheerleader and like he I think he's way above his years like he's very very mature yeah (laughs) and he dishes out like all the advice like even career advice like he he knows what to say and like what to suggest and I think Mm. that as well like friendship a relationship like 
he kind of yeah he kind of like brings it all to the table so I think it's and I think I I see it as like it's better to have him in my life than Mm -hmm. than to not and like not have this type of security that he gives and I think it's yeah it's it has been really nice and yeah I think I've been quite lucky that it has been this kind of do you know what at the end of the day I think as well in the big pie of life and I always say this there's you know if you imagine life as a pie or a piece of cake you've got the career slice, the family slice, the friend slice, hobbies, job, you know, there's everything yeah. in this massive circle. And if the things that you want to achieve in your life, whether it's traveling or career or friendship or adventure, you know, all of the things that you're doing, living your best life in Amsterdam, the things I'm doing, living my best life in London, those things, are, they make up more of the pie than just one, which is relationship. And I think you still have that strong support network and you can always, you can come back to it. And if it's strong, like it will work out, you know, yeah. I think oh, you have I to respect all of the other pieces of the cake, you know? Oh, love that. Yeah. I think oh. you should definitely not neglect any of the size mm. of cake, have all the cake, mm-hmm. um, but just You knowing... can have your cake and eat it too. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't think that's always the correct way we've heard that one, but I like it in this, <laughs> in this metaphor. It's great. I love that. And this leads me to my last question is what tips do you have for people wanting to try long distance? So I think it is just like trust and respect and acknowledgement mm-hmm. of the other person in that relationship having their own life. But mm-hmm. um, some other suggestions that I would have is have like a time of day or a time every few days that you like call each other and make sure you don't miss that call just like to make sure that you're like staying in touch with each other's lives and then um I would never I mean this is just based on my own personal experience but I would never leave the person physically and not have planned for next time that you're going to see each other because I have heard from people that you can let the time slip by and then suddenly it's been months and you've not actually planned the next time that you're going to be together and it, it can be quite hard but um what would you say for this one what tips would you have yeah I think that last point that you made knowing when you're next going to see each other because it'll give you some sort of hope and mm-hmm. also because I think well COVID obviously massive kind of yeah block. <laughs> um but we know or hopefully we will be in Mallorca so we've like made a whole like bunch of stuff we want to do whilst we're there and we're just going to hopefully really cherish that time together um, yeah, and then I know, for example, in August, um, I'll be going back to the UK for a bit because I have his sister's wedding. Mm-hmm. So it's just like little things like that. Like I know it, it might be hard. Like we do say, like at the end of each phone call, like we miss each other, but we're like, oh, look, we've done we've done most of it now. It's just like a little bit longer. So we're like, yeah. we can say like, okay, we've done six weeks. We just have to half that and then do it again. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like little things like that. But I think uh, again, like you said having like a time of day where you speak to each other like it's basically the case we always speak after work or if he or and I do something after work like go to the gym or whatever we'll just speak before bed even if it's like five minutes because it's I'm the hour ahead here so and I yeah. love an early bedtime so <laughs> I'm such a loser but it might be like the case he's only just got back from wherever and I'm like oh I'm mm. going to bed but he's like oh I just want to wish you good night and it'll literally be that so yeah. we'll say, okay, well, let's catch up properly tomorrow, but I'm going to bed. And it'll just yeah. be like that. So you'll just hear that voice. like, And you just have that bed. presence in each other's lives. I think that's yeah. the most important thing. It's just And just, you know, being enthousi- enthusiastic about both wanting to have a place in each other's lives. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, like you said, like keeping them involved. It's quite funny because um, so I have a twin brother, as you know, mm. and he... <laughs> I've slid into his DMs you, many you times. You have! 
<laughs> I think mul- multiple times, not just once. I think that means Mads must fancy me as well, guys. So I mean, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically me with her. Um, but it's, it's the case, like, he is literally so protective of me. He's like my dad. But Johnny is the only boy he's ever warm to. And it's so cute. Aww. Like, since I've been here, they've been hanging out. They go for beer together. Hey. They go for dinner. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Oh. My brother went round to his to watch Love Island the other night. <laughs> Stop it. (laughs) That is too precious. I know. So I'm like, oh, like, this is literally all I want. Like, an easy. That's all you want in life. Easy going. Like, I don't have to worry about him beating him up or anything like that. So it's really nice. Oh, well, Lexi, it's been so great to have you on the podcast. And I hope this podcast helps anyone out there who is looking to do long distance or considering it or is being, it's being thrust upon them unexpectedly. (laughs) But you've been an amazing guest. And I hope that you were so excited excited to be a guest oh, you've literally made my life i oh, can't so wait glad. for it to air oh i feel oh. famous thanks again lex love you thank you love you mads bye I hope you enjoyed my chat with the lovely Lexi. Please let me know on my Instagram. It's at madsworld.mp3 or on my website, madsworld.co. If you have any stories or thoughts of your own to share about the podcast, love and elbow taps. Peace. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.